fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? Welcome to Energetic Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you tuned in today. We have a great show for you. And thank you for sharing everything on Energetic Health Radio and the research articles that I publish on America Out Loud Network and all the other amazing authors and and thought leaders on this platform. Thank you for sharing it. Let's keep doing that. Let's do what's right and share information from the heart for the betterment of all. And let's share it with love because love always heals what hurts. So if you're ready, let's go to work. The question for the day, what is the root cause of COVID? Is it the man-made Fauci infection or is it something as simple, inexpensive, and easy to treat as basic vitamin D, C, A, E, and zinc nutrient deficiencies. You see, the thing I want you to understand from today's show is that if you have an excellent nutrient status, there isn't a thing in the world you need to worry about, regardless of whether you're high risk or low risk, regardless of whether you are black or white, regardless of anything that they are trying to put in our way to divide us, you don't need to worry about any of that because your immune system is primed to handle whatever comes its way. On today's show, we're joined by Dr. Russell Mars, naturopathic doctor and teacher extraordinaire with over 39 years of clinical experience. Dr. Mars is the author of Nutrition for Mars, founder of Mars Nutritional Formulations and executive director of the Tabor Hill Clinic in Portland, Oregon. Today, we'll discuss one of my favorite topics, fasting, and how the body is designed to heal. And we're going to talk about high-risk case resolutions. He's got some great things to share. And the thing that too many doctors and damn near all public health officials have missed, how to address severe nutritional deficiency. See, the thing, the reason why an immune system won't work the way it's supposed to work is because in most cases, there are severe nutrient deficiencies. You give the body the nutrients it needs and it works. It's that simple. Folks, Energetic Health Radio is sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. Ready to take control of your health? At EHI, will help you tap into the power you already possess, heal what hurts as you learn organic, evidence-based nutrition, botanical medicine, Eastern energetics, Western science, and so much more. Learn what every doctor should know, learn from the people who really care, and learn what you'll love for a lifetime. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org and bring the joy of energetic health into your life. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio and Dr. Russell Mars right after these messages.
Because of COVID-19, many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 112 times per month. But by simply keeping our immune system strong, we can stay healthy and put our worries at ease. One little known way to do this is by taking AC11, a patented supplement from a plant in the Amazon rainforest. Studied for over 20 years and backed by over 40 scientific peer-reviewed studies, taking AC11 has been proven to extend the life of immune cells called leukocytes, allowing you to boost immunity naturally. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of AC11. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, -L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. All right, welcome back, everyone. I am totally geeking out right now. Today, I get to talk with Dr. Russell Mars. You get to hear from Dr. Russell Mars, who literally wrote the book on clinical nutrition, the book that we used in medical school. Dr. Mars, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing really fine. I'm uh, happy to be here. Really, it's a pleasure. Well, Dr. Russell Mars is uh, a one of the upper echelon of our uh, naturopathic doctors in the country. He's definitely in the top five of naturopathic doctors in the country easily. Um, you know, and he's been treating COVID for uh, since the inception of it and having phenomenal results. So Dr. Mars, let's get some quick stats for the audience so they can orient themselves to you before we get into our deeper discussions. How many COVID patients have you treated over the last two years? You know, I, I, it's funny, I was thinking about that because, you know, we talked previously about it and I think I way underestimated my numbers just because I don't even think about it because, you know, what I do every day is I treat COVID patients, you know, either prevent them from getting sick or prevent them from getting worse or going into the hospital. So I'm going to give my number at, you know, maybe 300, uh, which I guess doesn't sound like I hear numbers of people treating thousands and thousands, which is great, you know. Um, so, you know, I'm going to say about 300. And have any, uh, to me, 300 is where we get into significant statistical significance, significance yeah. right? I mean, you hear Dr. Chidi in South Africa, he's treated over 8,000. You know, Dr. Right, Brownstein right. has treated a couple thousand. You know, I mean, I don't think it's the numbers. I think to me, it's the success. That's what I'm looking for is because that's telling me who's doing good, a good job in evaluating their patients, personalizing their approach and really shaping the treatment to the needs of the patient, which I know you do. So um, how many people have, uh, has anybody passed away? Any fatalities in that 300 um, person subset? No, I have never had anyone uh, pass away on me. So that's good. Uh, I've had, and I haven't even had any close calls. I, I had some, you know, pretty severe, I would say infections that, uh, responded well to, to treatment. So just out of curiosity, what, what's the typical time frame, days, hours, where you, from the initiation of treatment, um, natural treatments where you start seeing positive uh, reduction in symptom presentation and, and improvement in, 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 in energy and affect and things like that. What, what's about the time frame that it takes for you to get a positive response? 
Yeah, I mean, usually, you know, people, you know, from the beginning of their symptoms at the very start until they've you know, been tested and confirmed that they're COVID, um, you know, I would say, again, in the neighborhood of about eight to 10 days is about the time where we start turning that corner. Okay. And, you know, some people get kind of restless and whatnot. I mean, I've had some people respond sooner, but the average, I would say, you know, seven to 10 days in that neighborhood is where we're turning the corner. And then, you know, maybe two weeks to three weeks and then they're done. And, so and then they're completely, completely done. They're yeah, they're, they, they no longer have the fatigue. And, we, you know, we can talk about a couple of my patients who responded really well, just we're really, really tired, you know, at the end of the seven to 10 days. And it's like, okay. And, you know, of course, you know, there's many, many ways to, to treat them and to foster their immune function, get them back up to speed. Well, and, and I'm glad you're saying that because one of the things I, I like and what I've seen clinically as well is that you know, I, I, it's a, it's about the same time frame to where you get a really definitive, hey, this person's turned the corner, this is done kind of deal. It's, you know, it's, it's for me been about five to eight days, you know, for most people when it's when they're, you know, moderate, moderate symptom, you know, presentation. But what I think is so impactful about naturopathic medicine is that we don't just stop treatment because a person is showing signs of recovery. We keep treating even after they've turned that corner. And I think that's what helps to eliminate long haul syndrome or any possibility of extended, you know, symptom presentation. What do you think about, about that? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really important point. And I think that even during the course of therapy, it changes. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not static. It's not like, okay, we're going to give you this herb and that's it because symptoms change. And that's the same as Chinese medicine, you know, early stages, you might have a wind heat or a person's really hot and you might give them like a formula like yin chow. But then later on, they have some other residual symptoms. Maybe they have some congestion and, and some thick mucus that they're coughing up. And, you know, from a uh, standpoint of, you know, Western naturopathic medicine, we would say, well, you know, Maybe mullen would be soothing to the mm -hmm. lungs uh, as, as a nice demulcent. Um, but then there's also, you know, NAC and acetylcysteine. Right. That's a mucolytic agent. Um, could be also bromelain. Bromelain is also something that mm -hmm. has uh, proteolytic properties to it. So, so it, it changes. And, and let's say we're fearful of someone, you know, maybe having some, some problems with blood clots, for example, you know, that's something we would address early on, but, you know, maybe when they're in a more critical state, we might give them something uh, like natokinase that mm -hmm. would decrease their clotting possibility or mm -hmm. curcumin. So there, there's a number of things that we can do. You know, I'm talking about botanicals, but then of course there's nutrients, vitamins, which, you know, I'm hoping we can get into some detail there. Amen. Yes, we will. <laughs> 100%. You know, one of the things that I'm, I'm loving about what I'm, I'm hearing is first and foremost, personalization, personalization of the treatment approach to the presentation and the patient. Right. And, and I think that's this that gets us we're, as NDs, we are so far away from 
that one size fits all kind of, hey, we're going to use the same protocol on every single person because we're going to try to, you know, we're going to view everything as a nail. So that means everything that we use has to be a hammer, right? So, you know, when in, in your clinic, I was talking with you a little bit in pre-production and you were telling me about some of the treatments that you do that I think are, are a little bit unique. I love that you mentioned NAC as a mucolytic. So it's something that's going to break down and thin out the mucus. So it's easier to get rid of out of the body. But what are you, what are you doing treatment-wise um, that you've seen be successful that maybe is a little unique, that it's, it's a little outside the box, so to speak, in terms of thinking? Well, I mean, I, I kind of think of myself as a, as a nuts and bolts kind of guy, you know, uh, stole that from Dr. Wade Boyle, a famous naturopath, mm-hmm. uh, passed away a number of years ago, classmate of mine. But, um, you know, nuts and bolts, like, let's look at what people are deficient in. And, and we, we already know this, you know, this is like out there. So, you know, we know everyone's deficient in vitamin D. The average person is 17 in the wintertime and 27 uh, in the summertime. And so we know if your level's greater than 55 nanograms, great, you have some protection against COVID. But, you know, don't just stay at vitamin D. You know, there's selenium and vitamin A. And this is something I've been promoting for many years. And I, you know, they've used this treatment in the treatment of the measles uh, worldwide that they give um, children uh, 200,000 units of vitamin A once a day for two days, and then wait and give it to them again, another dosage in about two or three weeks. Well, why can't we do that for other viral infections? And we know that, you know, vitamin A has some great antiviral properties. Mm-hmm. And so, but then there's, you know, basic, you know, herbs or food-like substances like quercetin. Quercetin, we know, can block the replication of different viruses. It helps to stabilize mast cells. So to keep people from getting into, you know, the cytokine storm, which, you mm-hmm. know, people pass away from. So, you know, we, we have so many things at our utilization and it's just, you know, when I hear like there's nothing to do except for wait for the vaccine, right. put a mask on, stay at home, things that are actually going to kill you because you're not taking care of yourself in terms of your weight and your blood sugar and doing the things that make you healthy to begin with. So don't, don't cut those things off. You know, I have a series of photographs in New York City. They're welding shut the gates to like parks so the kids can't go in there or dumping sand onto skate parks down in California so the kids can't skateboard. I'm like, that's absurd. Or, you know, locking down the beaches. You know, they did that here in Oregon. They put up Jersey barriers and police ribbons to keep people out of going to the beach. I'm like, wow, that is just, that's insane. And so I think that we're starting to realize that that is insane. And is insane. Maybe, maybe we come to our senses here. Right. I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping we're seeing, we're seeing slivers of hope certainly around the country. And I think one of the things was people were holding out hope that these, um, experimental shots would be a miracle cure. And what we found out is it's not. And in in all accounts are saying that it's made things worse. When we look at Germany, 96% of all 
cases um, are now fully vaccinated. Uh, Israel, I know, was over 80%. Um, Netherlands was at 87%. And I know United Kingdom is reporting over 50% of all cases are fully vaccinated by these uh, by these definitions that don't even include. The thing that cracks me up about the, some of those definitions, Dr. Morris, is they count partially vaccinated people as unvaccinated. Right. And it and it totally skews all the data right. analysis off, you know, and everything. So at any rate, sidebar on that. But um, is there anything else that you've been doing in your clinical practice in addition to nutrients and herbs that you found to be efficacious? Any other therapies you're doing in office? Well, of course, you know, there's, you know, and we try to be extremely careful. We want to make sure we keep people as, you know, that are infected as isolated as possible, but intravenous vitamin C, you know, mm -hmm. is, is a go-to that we've used for many years and had like ac absolutely spectacular success. Mm -hmm. um, one patient who had had for about a week, uh, we did actually a combination of ozone. Ozone's a therapy that's been around for also many years, developed in Italy. Um, where we ozonate the blood. Sometimes, you know, we're accused of being quacks because, you know, <laughs> how could you do that? And I was like, well, because it works and <laughs> we're really careful about it. Right. And, you know, first do no harm. And next, you know, just, you know, try to, you know, take in the healing powers of nature, which ozone I would consider is nature. Vitamin C would be listed as orthomolecular medicine, using something that is in the body that we know. And then if you get into Linus Pauling's work, and we, we realize, wow, maybe, you know, everyone is, is scorbutic. And certainly, you know, if you know about scurvy, you know, that's something that's going to kill you real quick. Mm -hmm. And especially if you get some type of bacteria or virus. So why wouldn't you want to replenish someone at optimal levels? And, you know, Linus Pauling, you know, used to talk about eight to 10 grams a day. Right. And, you know, in, in his treatments and whatnot. But, you know, using, you know, and this is where I think, you know, we can use some technology and we can use some intravenous therapies. But, you know, the other thing you can do is, is, ozone in the sinuses or peroxide in the sinuses, mm -hmm. uh, or you can nebulize those things, uh, uh, you know, nebulizing, you know, even just saline into the sinuses is great, but uh, putting ozone into the sinuses can mm -hmm. also be extremely beneficial. So why wouldn't you do things that could really be beneficial and are simple and inexpensive? And maybe that's why we just haven't heard about them because they're not really very they're inexpensive because they don't make billions of dollars they for don't. the manufacturer, right? So it doesn't sound to me, Dr. Mars, like you are on this side of uh, there are no safe and effective treatments for this. It sounds to me like you're on the exact opposite side of saying, hey, we got a lot of things that we oh can my do God, yeah. this. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you have to search hard to find what doesn't work. In, in well, I th I, yeah. And I think, you know, one of, you know, as a naturopathic physician, one of the things I look at is like, okay, what out of my tool bag can I pull out mm -hmm. of here that's going to be the most advantageous and efficacious for this particular person? I mean, uh, Dr. Bastier, one of our founding mm -hmm. fathers of modern day naturopathic medicine, 
was an absolute brilliant genius at just, you know, going over to his closet and whipping something out that had been in there for years and administering it to the patient in whatever form. And like, lo and behold, like bingo, they got better. And it was like, wow, that's pretty good. How'd you do that? Right. Well, you know, it takes experience and just, you know, intuition a little bit, you know. Uh, but, yeah. you know, as the principles of naturopathic medicine first do no harm. So if it doesn't work, you're not going to kill the person. So we know that's not exactly true in some of the therapies that we've seen with COVID-19, like putting people on respirators. It is exactly. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, we kind of messed that up. So, you know, naturopathic medicine at least uses things that if it doesn't work, at least it's not going to kill you. Right. At the, at the worst thing, the worst outcome is nothing. Right. And right. then we go and we, we look at something else. I think the thing that Dr. Bastier had as well, and I, and I was talking, I got, I got the pleasure of being able to talk with uh, Dr. Bill Mitchell before he passed um, yeah. and, and brilliant herbalist and, and doctor uh, and good dude. You know, that's what I love about this field. It's just good yeah. dudes and there's good women all over the place. And yeah. Right? yeah. But um, what he what he said was, and I, I thought this was really insightful. The thing that you know there is intuition, and it plays a huge role, and experience plays a huge role. But he also said it's an understanding of the mechanism of action and what's going on at the cell level that play, that helps guide clinical decision making. And I think that's what we are really strong in in naturopathic medicine, at least the best naturopathic doctors, and where we see some deficiencies because we understand how things have the potential to integrate. So we have a little bit of time left in this segment. You had a case that was absolutely incredible. I wanted to make sure the audience got a chance to hear you talk about this case. You had a high-risk case. What can you tell us about that case? Take us through it if you don't mind. Yeah, this is a patient, a, a colleague of mine referred over to me and he came in basically in kidney failure. And so he was... Uh, you know, he'd gone to his nephrologist and the nephrologist was, you know, putting together his, his protocol for doing dialysis. And so when he came in to see me, I said, well, there, there's, you know, alternatives. And so one of the things that I suggested that he do, and this was, you know, way before he got COVID, but uh, was basically to do fast. And I kind of felt like maybe I was a little in over my head. And so I wanted to ship him down to, you know, True North, which is a fasting establishment down in California. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't get him until April. So I'm like, oh, boy, uh, we don't have time to wait that long. So I said, OK, we're going to do this fast with you. He had never been on a fast ever before. He had, you know, basically he was eating some type of animal product three times a day. So he, like I mentioned he was in the morbid obese category. So first fast, we put him on. He did really well. He lost eight or nine pounds. And then um, we decided, okay, we're going to repeat that fast in another three or four weeks. I gave him uh, a book. I love to give people reading material. Gave him the book, The Longevity Diet by Dr. Walter Longo, who is a mm -hmm. disciple of Roy Walford, the expert in calorie restriction, mm -hmm. uh, did really well in the second fast. And so over the period of the next, you know, four or five weeks, he actually lost, you know, 35 pounds. 
Wow. He, he got out of kidney failure. He went to his nephrologist. Oh. The nephrologist looked at him. His name's Jerry. And uh, and the nephrologist was like, Jerry, where are you? I, what, what happened <laughs> to you? Because you know, he had lost all this weight. And it's like, and he got really interested in fasting. You know, it's like, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because it's kind of like amazing what's happening. Mm-hmm. So, so then it's an interesting story. His wife comes down. He's 75 years old and his wife comes down with COVID. And now I'm like, oh, dear, I have to make a clinical decision. Should he go to a hotel, leave his wife alone at the house? And I made an executive decision. I'm like, you know, don't like, you know, breathe her air, like, you know, mouth to mouth resuscitation. But, you know, keep a little space there as much as you can. Anyway, so a week later, week and a half later, he develops symptoms of COVID. And I'm like, oh, boy. So, you know, we tested him right away, tested positive. I'm like, okay. So I rolled up my sleeves. I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And, you know, I took out, you know, my, my bag of stuff. Now, luckily, he was doing all this stuff ahead of before he got sick. So he so was all he was doing a lot of priming. He had a lot of nutrient priming yeah. and everything. He was getting healthier, right? Yeah, he was all primed up and ready to go. So then we just sort of uh, we just sort of increased his his dosage of vitamin A and vitamin C to bowel tolerance and zinc and selenium. And we gave him some reduced glutathione. I gave him a couple other botanicals like quercetin and product that I make it's called Oxyquench that has all that stuff in there. And it's like has uh, tocotrienols, so and you know Dunaliella salina, which is an algae that grows off mm-hmm. the coast of New Zealand. Great. So then we treated him, and he kept saying, "Doc, when am I going to get better?" And I didn't tell him that I was nervous, but I was a little nervous. Right. And about seven or eight days, Doc, when am I going to get better? I think you're getting ready to turn the corner. Luckily, he turned the corner. Uh, I started feeling, you know, first time, like, okay, he wasn't dizzy anymore. And he wasn't coughing. And, and I was like, great. And then I told him, I said, Jerry, I was a little nervous. I didn't want to tell you that because I didn't want to scare you. But uh, I think you've turned the corner and, and it's good. And we did a couple other treatments. I did a, a couple IV treatments on him and uh, he responded really well. And, I just saw him the other day, and he's like, "I got more energy now than before I got sick." And I'm like, "Oh, all right, that's what I like to hear. That's right, here, Jerry. All right, anyway, fantastic. All right, well, folks, it sounds to me like naturopathic medicine strikes again, right? Well, that's how we do it. That there's so much going on in this case." high risk by age, high risk by pre-existing health status, high risk by obesity. And just by practicing basic naturopathic principles, Dr. Russell Mars was able to help prepare this person to be healthier prior to infection. And then when he ultimately did get infected, he was able to beat it because he had a good doctor who understood what was going on, made some great judgment calls, and did something that is sorely needed in our world today. He cared about his patient. He didn't say, hey, you got sick, stick, go home, and let's let this get worse and incubate for a week to 10 days and see if you live. 
Let's start the treatment now. The thing I've been saying to a lot of doctors is the earliest treatment we can do is to prime the immune system before the infection happens. If you want to talk about early treatment, and I'm glad to see uh, Governor DeSantis putting it on his podium and everything now, early treatment saves lives. The earliest treatment we can give is to prime someone's immune system. So we'll be right back after these messages from Dr. Russell, excuse me, these messages, we'll be right back with Dr. Russell Mars. Folks, emergencies don't last for years. From the outset, the CDC repeatedly violated federal laws to hyperinflate COVID data and defraud the American people. They lied while we died. They failed while we suffer. They profit while we fight for what's right. If you're tired of this new normal of willful misconduct, if you're tired of the corruption, then fight for your freedom using love, logic, and light by signing the grand jury petition that can set us all free. Go to covidcon21.org and, excuse me, covidcon21.com to educate yourself on the alleged crimes that must be brought to justice. Join the more than 100,000 Americans demanding transparency, integrity, and accountability in our government. This isn't a party issue. This is a freedom issue. Fighting for freedom takes guts, but it also takes money. It takes money to ensure we can educate the public with accurate information. It takes money to fund attorneys fighting for us. Every dollar makes a difference. Every dollar goes to fund the fight for freedom. We encourage you to donate to covidcon21.com to ensure freedom is forever and freedom is for all. Let's do what's right and enjoy the fight. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. The America Out Loud family is comprised of patriots in the true sense of the word. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty and the Constitution to help save America for future generations to come. AmericaOutloud.com. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Each of us is born with 30 trillion cells that make us. These cells determine how we feel, perform, sleep, focus, and how long we live. And to live our best life, all we have to do is feed our cells. But most food and supplements don't reach our cells, keeping us from reaching our full potential. Make every cell count with Healthy Cell. Founded with a mission to empower people to take control of their own health at the most fundamental level, Dr. Vincent Jampapa, world-renowned cell researcher and medical doctor, created supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. And that's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L. And use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. All right, everyone, welcome back. We're here with Dr. Russell Mars and that first uh, segment. Wow. Right. Wow. This is what happens when you have a doctor who is not only experienced and skilled, but who cares. Dr. Mars, that's what I love about you, brother. You care 
about people. And it's so easy to see. Now, when we were off air, you had made this interesting comment that it just jumped out at me. You know, um, you said maybe the best thing that we could have done from the start when it comes to COVID was to do nothing. And I go, I thought for a second, I'm like, wow, what is he talking about? What did you mean by that? Well, you know, sometimes, you know, doing nothing, and I, I preach this to my patients a lot, um, you know, one of the things that we, we like to think is that, you know, the human body has evolved over millions of years into being highly intelligent. That's how we've survived on this planet. And as you know, whenever animals get sick, what's the first thing that they do? They stop eating, mm -hmm. they lose their appetite. COVID-19, mm -hmm. no exception, loss of smell, loss of taste, loss of appetite. Right. So instead of like force feeding people and, you know, telling them to isolate and go home, maybe what we need to do is have people fast. And so like fasting is, is something that I think is, is starting to build up, you know, some momentum because we realize, you know, just how powerful it is. And you don't have to do anything, you know, that's the simplest <laughs> thing about it, you know, do nothing, get out of the way of the body and let it heal itself. Amen. And, you know, there's no simpler way to do that than to, to not put something in there eating. And so there's many different kinds of fasts, but, you know, basically, you know, um, cutting back on inflammatory proteins that you might consume cutting back of foods that might create inflammation in the body. What are some uh, of those foods, Dr. Mars? Uh, things like oxidized fats, for example. So, you know, we all get sucked into, you know, deep fat, deep fat fried foods. Mm -hmm. They taste so good. Well, I mean, that, and they taste really good for a reason because we needed them to survive because fat has more calories than anything else. Mm -hmm. So we know when we study the blue zones that their level of fat consumption is, is pretty low. So mm -hmm. blue zones, if those people, they don't know what they are, those are areas in the world where people live a long time and don't get the normal diseases that we get here in the United States and other uh, industrialized nations. And so it's like, oh, maybe we should take a lesson from them. You know, right? if I, if I want to swim better for my triathlons, maybe I should hire an Olympic swimmer, which I did, mm -hmm. uh, and it made all the difference in the world. So maybe if I want to live healthy in a long time, let's study healthy people instead of studying sick people which is what conventional science does. I feel like I'm in church right now because I'm going to be in the choir and I'm about to start singing right next to you. Doc. Keep preaching, sir. Keep preaching. That's right. Amen. 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 So, hey, can I get I mean, an amen? Uh, yeah, you got an amen. So, you know, I think when I, when I first, when March 2020 rolled around, I was doing my first fast of the season, of the year, I should say. I do three fasts a year. Uh, I urge people to read the book, The Longevity Diet. Dr. Valto Longo, Longo is a brilliant researcher and scientist. Um, I actually met him down 
at the first international conference on fasting and calorie restriction and longevity. And he had some amazing speakers there. And I'm itching to go back for, you know, the next conference. Mm -hmm. And so sadly, there was only three naturopathic physicians at the entire conference, which mm -hmm. I, I felt like there should have been more representation there. But anyway, so when I posted early on in March of 2020, when this thing first started, I said, you know, if people fast, there's many good things that will happen. Mm -hmm. Your body goes into ketosis, and when it comes out of ketosis, it starts generating these beautiful stem cells that mm -hmm. creates new tissue throughout your body. That includes your immune system. So what Dr. Longo has actually studied was the effect of using fasting prior to getting chemotherapy and the level of side effects um, goes down dramatically in some cases, like mm -hmm. no side effects, which is like kind of a miracle. Right. So we know that fasting does some, some wonderful things. Um, and, you know, of course there's other things such as lowers your blood pressure, lowers your body weight, it lowers your blood sugar, all things that are contributory factors towards COVID-19 infections. We knew early on that obesity, that people that were obese were getting infected, you know, three, four times more frequently than normal right. weight people. United right. States, 42.4% of the U.S. population is obese. That is unbelievable. Since the beginning of COVID to April of 2021, one study was done in the Journal of Psychology, 61% of participants gained an average of 29 pounds and 10% gained more than 50 pounds. The opposite of what we should have been doing. The so opposite. at the very beginning, we should have been fasting to get people out of high-risk categories. I mean, those are the people that are dying and spreading this thing, not unvaccinated people. So I'm going to get a plug out for unvaccinated. And so, you know, we need to look at, you know, basic principles of naturopathic medicine, which is, you know, healthy living and preventive medicine. Let's let's do this. Amen. And, you, you know, I like getting into the old adages we've always had, feed a cold, starve a fever. Right. And why would we starve a fever? Because when you starve a fever, you're getting into fasting. And when you get into fasting at the cell level, the cell is getting into self eating, otherwise known as autophagocytosis, which can also be looked at as self healing. You said something amazing, Dr. Marsh. You said the body is designed to heal, but we have to put it in a situation where it can do what it's designed to do. The two things that it needs, in my opinion, well, there's of, of the many things, the doing nothing, it needs sleep. It needs yeah. sunlight, it needs air, it needs clean water, but it also needs to have time periods of hunger because hunger is the visceral signal that your body is entering into a fasting state, that the body is starting to heal. You have to get comfortable with, heat, with being hungry every day because when you are hungry every day, you've given your body an opportunity to heal for that time period that you've been hungry every day. It's so instrumental. It's a mind blowing 50 pounds gained in a year. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's mind blowing. So yeah. 
Now you mentioned the principles of naturopathic medicine. I, I, I would, you are the perfect person to educate the audience on this and, uh, and help them understand why they need to find a good naturopathic doctor and make sure they're part of their medical team. What are the six principles of naturopathic medicine? Well, we are, we've already mentioned a few of them. One of them is do no harm. So that's mm -hmm. the first thing. Okay. Um, the principles of healthy living, you know, I got my, you know, undergrad degree was in food and nutrition. Uh, I wanted to study uh, basically medical nutrition. I wanted to treat people with nutrition, which mm -hmm. didn't exist way back in the 70s. And so now, thank goodness, uh, we're starting to see a trend like, okay, maybe we can use nutrients to treat people. But, you know, preventive medicine, you know, one of the questions on my health history summary is, how long uh, do you expect to live? How long do you want to live? Mm. Uh, and I ask that question because I like to discuss with people, you know, the fact that we are programmed to live to 110, 115 years old. Mm -hmm. Oldest person to ever live, Jeanette Louise Calmont, 122 and a half. I was mm -hmm. bicycling in France. I could have visited her when she was 117 down in Arles. And unfortunately, I didn't know she existed at that time. And one of the things she said, I have but one wrinkle. This was when she was 120. I have but one wrinkle and I'm sitting on it. So she had, <laughs> this, so she had a sense of humor. And so that's one of the things I try to teach my patients, that you can have fun doing this. This Amen. is not torture. Like when I go out to eat, you know, I might be a pain in the butt to eat because it takes me a long time to order because I want food that I know is going to nourish my body is going to nourish my immune right. system. Right. And so I ask for extra, extra, extra broccoli. Mm -hmm. Or when they ask me like, what protein would you want? I said, I would like extra, extra broccoli. And <laughs> you know that there's 27 grams of protein in 908 grams of broccoli, which is a plate full of broccoli. I might not eat that much, but people have this misconception about where protein comes from. Right. So, you know, the principles of healthy living are, well, let's look at your biochemistry. Where is your average blood sugar? Where's your A1C? Do you have inflammatory markers such as CRP or fibrinogen mm -hmm. in your blood that are elevated? Well, mm -hmm. let's look at those. How are we getting those down? One tenth of the population is heterozygous for hemochromatosis. Hemochromatosis is too much iron in your body, in your stores. Mm -hmm. We know that we used to bloodlet in the old times, in the old medicine days. And actually, bloodletting was actually very beneficial for people that had too much iron in your body. Most people don't realize too much iron in your body increases your risk of infection by viruses, bacteria, makes you more susceptible to cancer, diabetes, stroke. I mean, go down the list. And so it's like, oh, so maybe we should look a little bit more carefully at people's blood work. And maybe we should measure their tissue levels of, of iron and see where that's at. Most all physicians never even check that. So when we talk about, you know, one of the principles of naturopathic medicine, address fundamental cause of disease. Mm -hmm. Well, we, it's pretty 
obvious, you know, it's like this COVID-19 is actually, to me, is like has exposed conventional medicine to how lacking it is. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it just relies on pharmaceuticals and doesn't pay any attention. So when we take a look at, you know, vitamins A, C, D, E, and zinc, there was a study that came out in Haynes study uh, that talked about how deficient all of these nutrients are and people that's deficient. That's we're not even talking about optimal levels of these nutrients. Right. So like Linus Pauling's talking about mega dosing vitamin C, that's a whole nother paradigm, but just at the very least, let's get people replete in their nutrients. It wouldn't take that much. It's not that expensive and it makes them healthier in preventing other diseases as well. So, so, you know, we talk about, you know, the healing power of nature and, you know, all mammals fast when they get ill. It's Mm -hmm. like, have we not learned anything from all the other mammals on the planet? Hagen-Dazs isn't the move when you're sick. We shouldn't have Hagen. We shouldn't have Hagen-Dazs when we're, when we're sick. Well, you know, what do we do? It's like, oh, little Timmy feels bad. Let's give him some Tylenol and aspirin to reduce the fever that's trying to cure him. So a fever to a bacteria or virus might kill them, whereas little Timmy might not feel so well. So what we do is we give these medications that reduces the fever, extends the length of time that Timmy is sick. They actually did studies on other animals, alligators, for example, in Florida, they gave them, you know, aspirin, they prevented them from developing a fever, they exposed them to a virus, which killed the ones that weren't able to generate a fever. So I always tell that story to my patients. And, you know, it's just, it's hard for people to think about that, just like it's hard for them to think about not eating. So 25% of all the people in Germany fast at least once a year. In mm-hmm. fact, the largest fasting clinic in the world is the Buchinger Institute in, in Germany, in Southern Germany, Long Lake Constance, and which I haven't been there, but I'm gonna go there this spring because I wanna pay a visit to them and just see how they work. And it's a beautiful place to be and it's surrounded by lovely things, but you just don't eat. So, you know, simple as that. You know what I love about fasting, Dr. Mars, when I, when I fast, yeah, day two is usually hard when you're shifting into ketosis and you're, you know, and your body's forming and that's, that's a tough transition. So you plan for it. You just say, right. you know, day two, I'm doing nothing day two. I'm probably going to sleep and lay on, lay down all day. Right. That's fine. But then day three, I get this tremendous surge of energy and it's amazing how many things you can actually get done if you really want to just keep working after you shift into ketosis, it's amazing how much you can get done. If you move slow, if you're just methodical, you're not pushing pace, but it's amazing how much energy opens up. It, it blows me away how much time, energy, thought, emotion goes into food for us. It's, it's really, it, it's mind blowing. And um, with that being said, Food is still important because we're seeing, like you had alluded to with the NHANES studies published by the CDC, the NHANES studies, for those of you who don't know, are blood studies, serologic studies to measure the nutrient status of Americans. 
The CDC in 2016, um, which is the last inhane studies that we have on record, is that uh, they knew that vitamin A, um, 35 to 45% of the American population was deficient in vitamin A. The CDC knew that for vitamin C, 37 to 46% of Americans are deficient in vitamin C. And like you said, Dr. Mars, it's not the optimal amount of vitamin C. We're talking about the bare minimum amounts. Americans are deficient in the bare minimum. Americans are 60 to 84% deficient in vitamin E, 11 to 15% deficient in zinc. And here's the kicker, 65 to 95% deficient in vitamin D. The prominent nutrient when it comes to resolving, preventing severe COVID cases and, and helping resolve them. Vitamin D, folks, I still don't know why every single suspected COVID patient that gets admitted to a hospital isn't being tested for vitamin D. I, I, it blows my mind when we know that it's 50 nanograms, 55 nanograms, 60 nanograms. I've seen all three studies or multiple studies that say that. We know that when you're fifth, north of 50 nanograms per milliliter, it's a virtual certainty that you are going to recover regardless of your what risk category you fall into, low, moderate, or high risk. So when I see all this, it, it absolutely blows my mind. And what it keeps bringing me back to, and I, I really got to get your opinion on this, Dr. Mars. It feels to me that we still haven't addressed the root cause of this crisis. What do you think about that? I absolutely, hundred percent agree. I mean, and, you know, getting, getting back to vitamin D, and I've been preaching this for years and years. I tell people to read Michael Hollick's book, uh, The Vitamin D Solution. When we look at primates, again, you know, other beasts we should, uh, we should examine to look at ourselves. Primates average 68 nanograms per DL for vitamin D. Like, wow. That's orangutans, that's gorillas, that's chimpanzees, that's bonobos. It's like, okay, well, we're kind of pretty close to them. Maybe what, why do they have such high levels? Not right. because they're eating it, because they're outside in the sun. You got it. So that's, that's the key. So, I mean, we've created a lot of our problems because we live inside. Um, it's comfortable and cozy around the fireplace. So around the fireplace. So around the fireplace. So around the fireplace. So around the fireplace, so around the fireplace. So I came out on national TV and said, you know what? I got COVID-19 because I was fat. And, <laughs> I, you know, and I, I feel like that I have done a grave disservice for people because I have not set an example. Therefore, I've just lost 26 pounds. And I want everyone out there who's overweight, I want you to follow my lead. And we're going to give vitamin D supplements to the elderly and people at risk. And so it doesn't cost much. And we're going to do that. I was like, hello, Hi. tip of the iceberg. And I don't consider Boris Johnson a health specimen. And so, you know, I want to take my lead from Jack LaLanne. What's Jack LaLanne doing? You Hi. know, died in 94. He should have lived to 110. Uh, but he had a little bit of a lung problem there. But, but you know, I, I urge people to, you know, your listeners, read up on this. There's a, a great lecture, and I can give you some links 
Uh, this is something I give to my patients a lot. Uh, Dr. Gemnatus. And Dr. Gemnatus, I believe, is from England. And he's, um, you know, gave a beautiful presentation back in August about fasting and, and why fasting is not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And it also addresses the issue that you brought up by day three. It's true. Day one and two kind of sucks because, you know, you're feeling deprived on account of you're depraved. But day three hits and you go into ketosis. And he explains the reason why you feel good and energetic is because you need to go after that animal and kill them and eat them. That's right. I don't That's agree right. with that. But well, I mean, well, you well then you eat. need to get out in the fields and you need to till. Yeah, you need to go out <laughs> and find some nuts, find some seeds, some avocados, whatever it is. And so by that, you know, you know that. So I, you know, part of what I do in my my practice is I I try to educate as much as possible, and I try to I try to cajole people towards health. You know, I don't push them; I cajole them. Some cases they need to be pushed, but on the most part. If you just nudge them a little bit, they'll do really well. You know, you know what's incredible? What I found too is when you practice our our medicine, you know, um, personalized with a lot of care, a lot of education, because that's what doctor means to be a teacher. When people start feeling better, they didn't realize how bad they were really feeling until they start feeling better. And once you feel better, there is no turning back. I don't want to go back to the way I felt. Right. I, I, I feel I felt bad. I didn't realize how bad, but now I do know how bad it was. Right. Right. So um, I, I want to give you here. We have we have just uh, thirty seconds. I want to give you final thoughts on today. Thank you so much for your time. This has been brilliant, perfect. What are your final thoughts and recommendations to people listening? Well, I think that we need to realize that the key to our health is not in external things, it's right within ourselves. Mm. Um, you know, I've probably done over 100 fasts in my lifetime. And I think, you know, I think people need to take, you know, more, um, more control of their health, they need to take more responsibility for their own health. And like make believe, like, I don't have the only insurance I have is accident insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm on Same. Medicare because I'm like 66. So it's like, okay, you know. And still doing triathlons. Yeah, still doing triathlons. I won one uh, two years ago. That was a good one. It was a small one, but still won. Um, so I, I think, you know, educating yourself on food, fasting, supplements, you know, not taking any pharmaceuticals unless absolutely necessary. There are times where they're necessary and stuff, but I think the vast majority of pharmaceuticals are over-prescribed and that's well-known like antibiotics. And if you haven't haven't read The Sixth Extinction, um, excellent book. And just talking, you know, that book combined with, um, oh, what's the name? Uh, Senior moment over here. It was, a, it was about uh, infections. I t- yeah, I tell you what, why don't you just share that? Uh, give me an email right after we're done, and I'll okay. make sure that goes into the show notes for everybody and everything. Right. We can share all the links that you want okay, to. Okay, great, excellent. Dr. Russell Morris, thank you so much for not just being here on this show, 
All right, because that this is this is a big deal, of course, for our listeners. But I want to thank you so much for being so dedicated to the pursuit of truth and the pursuit of what is right ethically when we are talking about working with the people that entrust us, entrust their care to us. And I, I really want to uh, say thank you for for persevering through all the years. And I and I want to say thank you for teaching as ardently as you have. And I want to say thank you for just being you, um, because I think you are the shining example of what a doctor should be in this country. And I really appreciate you, sir, for what you've what you've done thus far. And you still have so much more to do. Thank you. Thank you, Henry. Really, really appreciate all those accolades. That's very nice. Very sweet. <laughs> well, oh, we folks- forgot to put it. We forgot to put in the seven hugs a day. Thing. Oh, well, go ahead. We have, we're on air. So go oh, ahead. Good, good. Oh, just here's one thing. So um, people don't realize, you know, and there was a study done in psychology today, seven hugs a day or more will reduce your risk of influenza by 31%. So, which I looked up that particular study and I was just like, wow. So really, so every patient that comes into the office, pretty much I hug them. That's just part of the thing. COVID or no COVID. So and, anyway. you, and you can't get it and I can't get it. We've been trying to get COVID. I've been trying to get this thing. We can't get know. it. <laughs> I just can't seem to get it no matter how hard I try. I'm right there with you, brother. So what an incredible interview with Dr. Russell Mars, wasn't it? Hope you enjoyed it. As you know, I'm Dr. H and here are my final thoughts. Healing is about getting down to the root cause of disease and resolving it. For COVID, the root cause is severe nutrient deficiency. It's easy to fix. You can do it. And you don't need any elected official to give you permission to be healthy or to be free. Next week, we'll talk with Stephen Jonkis, one of the many attorneys leading the charge in the fight for freedom. He's got a lot to share, so make sure you tune in next week. But until then, may our creator shine his divine light down upon us, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. Peace.